hey, hey, uh, hey, Joe, you look different. Yeah, I I am different. I'm a more of a man than I've ever been. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. And then the theme song will play. All right, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to say the theme song will play? Because that takes a little theme bit of the professional. Play. The theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Um, yeah, that came out wrong. All right. Hey, what were we talking about before we hit record? We were talking about bad horror movies. Yeah. And what were you saying? I was saying that the worst. What was I saying? You were. Saying oh, I was saying the, the common theme, yeah. the common movies that there were common movies in every list. And one of them was fear.com. Another one was the fog and another one were sequels to Friday, the 13th and the Halloween, fog, the, the remake of the fog. The remake, not, not John, John Carpenter's Carpenter. the remake. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so if um, it cross lists on multiple lists, it's probably really is bad. And, and I have I seen some of those movies and I agree. I think the reverse is often true. If, if there's a movie that's on a lot of greatest of all time lists, it's probably good, but there are some exceptions. And, uh, for example, boyhood, for examples, Sorry, what? <laughs> I was saying, for example, I hate boyhood and it's on every greatest of all time list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, now but, I didn't say now the greatest lists. No, I know. No. I, I was saying, I was, I was talking saying, about the worst lists. I know. I'm saying that if you flip okay. it, it's probably true a lot of the time too. Okay. But, right. But not always. Um, and then I was saying, you mentioned fear.com as a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes, which yeah. is terrible. And I was thinking about this. It's, it's Snoop Dogg. Honestly, that looks like Snoop Dogg. Bones. Bones. Uh, who's in the? Yeah, yeah Snoop, Dogg. Snoop Dogg. He's on the poster. That's pretty and cool. I wonder, if, I wonder if he has this poster. Oh, guess what? Has a 0% rating. Oh, wait. No, it doesn't. Sorry. Well, it does by. Are you looking at uh, fans or are you looking at. No, I was looking critics? at critics, but. Well, the, uh, <laughs> Jaws the Revenge has a 0%. Critics? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that see, this is what I was saying. Is the same thing with the ridiculous six. The ridiculous six has either a zero or one yeah. percent. And it is a terrible movie. But that is almost more impressive than anything you could possibly do. It's more yeah. impressive to get a zero percent than a one hundred or any or any other rating. Because if you're getting one the way Rotten Tomatoes works is you're just getting the percentage of critics who liked it. So like, yeah. even if they just liked it, kinda like they thought it was okay. That counts in the positive category. So if everybody thought it was okay, it's a really safe movie. Yeah. If, they, has a run if they liked it more than they disliked it. Yeah. It counts towards the- and so it's kind of easy. It's kind of easy. And, and I guess the same thing is true of the inverse. But when you think of a movie, like I, I was trying to think of this, I was trying to think, could someone intentionally, get a zero percent could someone intentionally get the worst score possible and i don't think they could 
I was thinking about this, like well, with the ridiculous six or anything. Like if you were trying to make the worst movie possible that you wanted to get a zero percent, you couldn't do it because somebody is going to like it or think it was fine or misinterpret what you're trying to do. Even if you do a movie like The Room, The Room has like a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Even if you yeah. do something like that, where or or if you just go as far disgusting, like just a four-hour footage of a corpse being dismembered with nothing else happening and it's shot on terrible video quality. If you released that, there would be French people who think it's high art. <laughs> And who would give it a good rating. The, or David Lynch. Or fans. David Lynch fans who yeah. give it a high rating. There would be no way to intentionally get a 0% unless you're Adam Sandler and you do it on accident. And that is <laughs> just. Yeah, I don't think there's any way you could even get a 0% with fans anyway, no matter well, what. Yeah, with fans, I don't think you could. Oh, yeah. Critics would be part, very hard. Although I'm seeing a trend with the ones that are on these lists. If you really want a chance at getting a 0%, you should either do a remake or a sequel because those are the ones that are showing up all the time. And yet those are the ones that make money that people keep. <laughs> they make the out. money, yeah. but the movies are terrible and yeah. they completely ruined the first movie. You almost want to wish it didn't exist anyway. <laughs> at the matrix. Um, yeah. At the matrix. Yeah. Anyway, but what are we talking about today, boys? Uh, today we're talking about slasher movies. Oh, uh, Joe, slasher oh, movies. That's right. Slasher movies. Joe, can yeah. you give us a definition? Oh, wait. Also, Joe, welcome back. Hey, thanks. I thought we were going to talk about scary movies. I'm sorry. I forgot slasher movies. Oh, that's, that's okay. okay. I gonna... can change my mantra. Well, yeah. we were. I was going to be a little more specific and just kind of focus on the big slashers. But we well, can... it's it's spooky month. So we can talk I would like to know. We want to talk about the spookiest slasher movies. Slasher movies. Yeah. Halloween. Gotcha. That's right. So Halloween is in a few days. Uh, as of this episode release, it might be today. Actually, let us know in the comments below. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, right, all of your subscribers yeah. can give you feedback. Um, yeah, Preston and Paul Martin. But we, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, we're talking about slashers. We can branch over into other spooky stuff too. But Joe, can you give us a definition of what a slasher movie is? I mean, and some examples. Officially, no. But I mean, it's. Uh, any kind of horror movie, non most of the time, non-supernatural, that focuses on the main antagonist or whatever evil um, that's encroaching on the protagonist being that of uh, a serial killer or a maniac um, bolstering a weapon, um, usually an axe or a knife or a machete or whatever, or a knife glove like there, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. there are many times... Uh, they they change a lot uh, throughout the different iterations, but movies like Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, maybe uh, I would get I would I would throw it in that camp, maybe Scream, uh, Scream, yes, which we'll talk we'll about. get in that in that territory later. So that's a, a general gist of the, the the genre. Yeah, and slasher movies are fun because they were a huge trend for a long time and then they died and then they came back and then they died again, but they're still going, but they should stop. And it's funny because almost all, well, many slasher movies are about serial killers or murderers invading a home. And the only reason that that's the prototype is because that's what Halloween is. That's the Halloween kind of set the standard for what a slasher movie is. John Carpenter wasn't trying to do that. But he did. He yeah. he he's the guy who didn't care. But um, we can talk about our rankings for which ones we like and which ones we don't like. But that's a good general yeah. working definition of a slasher movie. Yeah. Um, 
usually a guy with a knife trying to kill a babysitter, you know, riffs off that. I would, I would like to say, although those have kind of fallen out of style in the past two decades, I would say is probably a pretty good timeline. They're not really popular anymore. They haven't been popular in the same sense that they used to be whenever they, um, during their first inceptions. But um, I will say they popped up at, I think, peak time for them to exist. Yeah. Um, in the 70s and 80s, um, I mean, like the world was still, I mean, at least the Western culture, America was still very, um, hey, kids, go outside, play around, come back when it's dark, don't get into trouble kind yeah. of mindset. Everything was a lot more free. But because of that kind of mindset, you also had a lot of things in the 70s. In the 70s specifically, you had people like John Wayne Gacy and Jeffrey Dahmer and Ted Bundy. And like there was this explosion. Yeah. Well, of Je- Jeffrey Dahmer killer. was 90s, but those, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. But oh. you also had you also had people like uh, Green River Killer and all these uh, other BTK people. Killer. Yeah, yeah. Like, you had lots of yeah. people. Late seventies, early eighties was prime yeah. serial killers. You were also coming off the heels of uh, in the early late sixties, early seventies. You were coming off the heels of the Zodiac Killer, yeah, which was big and which influenced a lot of cinema, like Dirty Harry, yeah. which is not at all a slasher movie, but it's still influenced. <clears throat> Sorry. So yeah, that era was big for that. Which I, I think it's definitely taken a a similar course of action recently, um, just as film nerds like to act film nerdy. So you have this, as the John uh, Carpenter interviewer quote put it, this elevated horror. It's much more psychological. <laughs> yeah. It's very um, metaphorical and ideolo- like ideologically driven. Like, oh, here's an idea. That's what's scary about it, which is hit or miss but like you have movies like get out where it's like oh the premise is really scary but it's also happening in a time when that idea of people victimizing and um exploiting a minority exploiting is a minority really on the forefront is yeah. it really is it, it's it was it's all over the news it's still all over the news um and it's still a pressing issue in today's culture it was a perfect time for jordan peele to release that movie yeah I think. and it, it has <laughs> value yeah, you get the same kind of thing with uh, Silence of the Lambs, where it came out at a time when the country really needed a protagonist with a southern drawl, and then Bill Clinton. <clears throat> Amen. And so, um, anyway, Dad, what are your general thoughts on slasher movies? You like them, you don't like them, you, uh, how do you feel? And then we'll get into specific movies. Well, I like some of them. I don't yeah. like the slasher movies just for the sake of being a slasher. They have to have a good story behind them. If they don't have a good story behind them, then it's like all I'm seeing is somebody go on a machete party. You know, I don't want to, I mean, that's nothing there for me. So if it's got a good story, I can handle it. Uh, I'm not, I, I love Supernatural in my movies more, uh, but I can watch a good slasher flick if it's done well. And there are some that have been done well. And there are some that are Supernatural, which my favorite is actually Supernatural, um, which we'll get into in a second. Uh, okay, but I guess we should start with, uh, like I said earlier, kind of the prototype of slasher movies is Halloween. That's yeah. what people. That's the go-to mm-hmm. babysitter invaded by a guy. I love Halloween. Yeah. Uh, well, let me say I I really like Halloween, but I don't love Halloween. Yeah. I I think that there are better movies like it, and I think there are much better John Carpenter movies. He's my favorite director ever. But I think this is actually one of his worst movies. <laughs> I will say that all of the tropes and the style of that movie um, are still like it's like the the 
whatever Seinfeld is cliche. Seinfeld is cliche syndrome. Yeah, it's, it's like it's the it, gold standard. It's so. the gold. It's the quintessential slasher yes. movie, but it seems really boring and bland and cliche when you look at it. Just because we're looking at it in retrospect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, exactly. It's the Seinfeld is cliche syndrome where people but, think Seinfeld is corny because yeah. it created all the all the cliches. Yeah. But just um, because, and you also the, have the best or the right, most right, ideal right, right. version. It's just contains all of the most essential parts of that yeah genre. exactly right yeah i was gonna echo that and also you know as you have more time to think about things that you've seen you realize hmm maybe i wasn't maybe that wasn't as funny as i or i'm not funny but maybe that wasn't as scary as i thought it was but really maybe it was and you're just being pretentious you know what i'm saying because <laughs> right, right. we all th- we all think we get more mature than we actually are yeah so exactly. sometimes we're a little harsh on our own memories yeah yeah i think uh and halloween is it's funny because i didn't grow up with halloween um, I didn't actually grow up watching a lot of horror movies as a whole. I got into horror movies in high school, uh, but as a kid, I didn't see a ton of them. And uh, I only saw Halloween for the first time in college and I liked it. Um, but I had already seen like, you know, 10 other John Carpenter movies I liked better. Um, what I will say about Halloween is I think it has the, well, I don't want to say the best, one of the best antagonists in my, in Michael Myers, which yeah. is the reason that he works as an antagonist is because he has no character. He has no traits. Yeah. He is just a force of nature. You don't know if he's real. You don't, I mean, you know, he's real. You don't know if he's supernatural. You don't know if he's just, he's supposed to just be a crazy guy from the asylum, but he seems unkillable. Yeah. He's almost just this unstoppable force that, that he's scary because you don't know what he's capable of. And you don't know if he's even human. He has no feelings. He's, he's just, you don't see his face, you know, right. That's really effective. He did a very good job of making him that way. And also, you know, speaking of the story, the story drove that movie, uh, without the background, without the doctor, without the fact that he comes as an escape escapee. And uh, you have all this history, like, well, why was he there in the first place? Right. There's a lot of mystery behind who he is. They just leave it there. And they say, well, apparently he wants to kill his sister. Sorry. Spoiler. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's 50 years old you're good yeah, yeah um, you never know i don't want to make people mad paul yeah. <laughs> but um so it's funny though because yeah i think the, the backstory of and him escaping from the asylum and all that really does really make the story work and an example of a slasher movie that doesn't work at all because it doesn't have that and it's actually my least favorite slasher movie ever um joe also i think you also don't like this movie is Strangers. The movie sucks. Yeah, that movie sucks. Have you seen Strangers, Dad? Have not seen it. Probably won't. It's got Liv Tyler, which is the best part of the movie. It has Liv Tyler. Um, and it's her and her husband. They're in a house in the woods. They're in was the, she yeah, written into the story like in Fellowship of the Ring? Or was she the main character from the no, movie? No, she was the main character. Main okay. character yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. in Fellowship of the Ring, it's funny. Because Arwen does play a big role in the books, but not the way she does in the movies. All right, I movie, know I was just playing. I know, but in the movies, they take like two or three elf characters from the books and combine them all into her. So she has yeah, a much bigger role. Right. Um, anyway, but that's not what we're talking about. That's technically a Sorry. slasher movie. Well, yeah, right. it is. You're right. Is Peter Jackson an Aerosmith fan? That's really funny. Does Jeff Lynn have kids? If I ever make a movie, I'm just going to cast Jeff Lynn's kids in a movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, Strangers <laughs> sucks. It, it the whole story follows this couple. They're in a fight. 
they're whatever, like they're a married couple that are. They're like, at like a vacation home in the yeah, woods. They're like, I don't oh, even like know. they go out to dinner to like they're trying to respawn. Or maybe it's something. just their house. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. And they go back home and they're like, whatever. I'm going to bed, man. And then you just see these creepy people pop up, and then they just slowly start chasing them around the house. And then the scariest part of it all is that she's like, "Why are you doing this?" And she's like. Because you were home, and I'm like, where everybody's like, oh, crazy. But the whole idea is, is this could happen to anybody, and it was random. Yeah. But it's not actually scary or entertaining. And then it just had a random jump scare at the end. You know what else did? Yeah, what? sinister. What was sinister's what? jump scare at the end? I can't remember. It was just a face. It just a face popped up right yeah. as the credits roll. Oh, before the credits roll, a face goes and pops up in the screen for no reason. It was really cheap. It was really cheesy. Uh, I don't remember that. Great. Yeah. Must have blocked it out. The movie's really solid. The movie's really great. That's a great horror movie. I just wish that scare wasn't at the end because it makes me mad. Um, it's a very unsettling movie to watch. It makes you much. so uncomfortable. We need to talk about well, that's We're getting off track. You're right. I finally watched... Well, we're getting off track. Back to slasher movies. Yes. I'll tell you one of the slasher movies that I really do not like that a lot of other people do like was Child's Play. I thought oh, that was a stupid movie. I about Child's Play. That, that's yeah, that is a, you're right. That's a slasher. I've, I've never seen it, so I can't give it to I thought movie. it was stupid. I'm like, it's a doll. Stop, it okay? It feels really gimmicky. It feels like yeah. it was coming into a lot of really goofy ideas that were it being was, thrown It was tying in a lot of tropes. I'm like, ooh, let's make it yeah. a creepy doll. Yeah. I'm like, oh, but it was... A serial killer commits a demonic like ceremony yeah. so he can put his soul into a doll so the police don't catch him and incarcerate him. And then the doll has the soul of a serial killer, and then he gets purchased by a kid, and then he's tur- like torturing the family. It's directed by Spider-Man. Toby Maguire? No, Tom Holland, but it's a different oh, Tom Holland. Okay. It's the Tom Holland who directed Psycho 2. Oh, he's from Poughkeepsie. Psycho 2, which I don't think was as good as Psycho. Anyway, no, uh, no anyway, I uh, I have never liked that movie. It may not be the worst slasher movie I've seen, but I just couldn't buy into it. Again, the story has to drive it for me. So Yeah, sorry. there's a lot of them too. There's like four or five of them. Yeah, yeah they made a lot of money off of that. So good they for them. They rebooted it recently, a couple years ago. Child's Play is just Toy Story for people who uh, aren't married. Yeah. <laughs> Child's Play is Toy Story for Hot Topic Girls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, all right. We talked a little about Halloween. Uh, it's good. I oh, by Halloween. the way, I was going to comment about Halloween, too. Go ahead. I mean, not too, just Halloween. Um, the uh, the uh, cinematography in that movie, I really liked. I liked oh, the great. way that they made the town look, and they really put you into this town at Halloween with the wind blowing and everything. It was that whole feel added yeah. to that movie and added you know to the story, which made it so cool. I, I agree. They did a great job with that. And what's funny is that movie was so low budget when John Carpenter made it. And so just like – so when I think of that movie, I think of fall. I think of fall streets, trick-or-treating, yeah. and Halloween night. But that's not at all how they filmed it because they film that in like I don't even know what time of year, but it's in LA. It's not right. fall at all. They have right. fake, they have bags of fake leaves yeah. that they're throwing into the frame as as they're filming. And so if you watch that movie, you look in the background, all the trees are green, they have yeah. all their leaves, mm-hmm. but there's still leaves blowing in front of the camera. But because but I believed it when I was watching the movie, I said, This I feels like it. fall. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What what were your thoughts on the second one? Huh? The second Halloween uh, yeah. I haven't seen, but I've seen Halloween three. Oh, was that You're talking about the return? Of Remi- oh, it was the return and then it was the revenge. How, I thought well, the return was okay. Had no Halloween three was the one you showed us. That's the one with the witches. Revenge was the fourth one, right? I liked the third one that didn't have Michael Myers in it. I'm yeah, in the I don't, minority. I wish I don't. I don't think I liked the third one very much. I wish it just was not called Halloween. Well, this is what's interesting. I learned this today. Did you know that uh, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, which is the producer, their original vision for Halloween was he made, he directed the first one, right? And they were thinking that the franchise, like the sequels, would just be an anthology series where every movie is completely unrelated and it's just a spooky story about something that happened on Halloween night. So that it's a oh. franchise that can go on forever and just not have anything to – and just be different genres of spooky stories that take place on Halloween. And uh, that's what they wanted to do. But the studio was like, no, you need to make another Michael Myers movie. And so that's why Halloween 2 happened. But then Halloween 3 happened. They finally got their way. It wasn't John Carpenter really involved anymore. I think he might have been a producer. But they finally were like, okay, we'll try the other story related. And then it wasn't very successful. So they went back to Michael Myers. But I I will say that the third movie was a little cheesy in parts. But the story I thought was very cool. Yeah, the idea. I, I think this, the idea was good. I just think it could have been executed better without any right. awkward sex scenes. Yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think considering that they, with the new Halloween franchise, they retconning everything post original Halloween. Yeah, they are. It's just that. they're direct sequels to the original. What would have been a smarter decision at this point, in retrospect, was to do that. Halloween three is Halloween two, and then it may, regardless Ooh. of how it was received keep that trend of now you can do whatever you want because Halloween two kickstarted that. Um, yeah. I think it would have been a lot much smarter. Decision. Yeah, I agree with that. The, uh, now I don't think I thought Halloween two was okay. I don't think it was as good as the original, I've, but I don't really not, want to talk about sequels. I'm kind of wanting yeah. to just talk about original movies and compare. Yeah, them, I so. agree. I, I, well, we can talk about the franchise as a whole. I will say that with the Halloweens okay. because the new Halloweens where they brought back Jamie Lee Curtis and they're doing the sequels that ignore all the other sequels, which is a thing you do now. Um, they're just chasing money. The first Halloween, the first new one from 2018, it was okay. It was all, all right. right. The, I, they not, should not have made anymore because the I thought one, the, two or three more now. Aren't well, there? There I thought the more. H2O one was pretty good when it came out. Oh, that was, it was before. The first, yeah, that was the first. It was reboot. before though. That was the first reboot. Or maybe and that's the what they should have stopped at. And then they I'm also sorry, had the wrong zombie. They also had the it's wrong just got zombie. too many of them. There's just too many. You know, it's silly at yeah, this point. Exactly. Like, Jay, like Friday the 13th, it's silly. Speaking, so of Rob, speaking of Rob Zombie, have you seen the monsters? I saw the trailer. It was uh, kind of dumb looking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it? know what he's – I don't know what that's going to be like. I don't think people are going to like it. You were, you were right. When you said last week that it came out, I, I thought it wasn't out yet. But you're right. It is out. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's oh, not the one. monsters. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's all the it's got a better so, review than it yeah, did in the trailer. Wasn't the trailer so bizarre? It looked like it was made at at home yeah, by like a kid, and like he, the sound design was off. And Rob Zombie is a kook. Yeah, he's, he's insane. Yeah. Okay, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Halloween, and I was gonna say that they made another one, which was terrible, and then the third new one is coming out this month. So. Yeah, they're just, it's just, they're trying to milk the franchise. I think, I think if you just take the first one, 
you're good. Leave it at that. We're good. You know, it's fantastic. It's classic. Um, yeah. The first Halloween, the first big, big studio Halloween ripoff came two years afterward in 1980. And that was Friday the 13th. So let's talk about that for a second. Okay. Um, I'll start. I remember. <laughs> I remember when that came out. But go ahead. I mean, yeah. I was a kid when that came out. No, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, one sec. Hold on. So I was saying the first two, uh, um, two years after Halloween was the first big budget ripoff, and that was Friday the Thirteenth. And it was different enough that it's its own thing. But I think of the three main franchises, which the third is should be obvious. We'll get there. Um, of the three big ones, I think that. Friday the 13th is the worst uh, in in terms of just the original movie because I've seen none of the sequels to really any of them. Um, so I'm not talking about the sequels, but... The sequels all got stupid. So it doesn't yeah. really matter which one. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the third series probably had the best sequels. But Nightmare on Elm... Or not... That's the third one. Friday Until the they did Freddy versus Jason and then it was just stupid. Oh, then it gets stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, once you start crossing the streams, it's like Alien versus Predator, which actually was yeah. that a good movie. I, I watched it was an unnecessary movies. movie. Really, it was yeah. just it was made up in some boardroom that said, "Whom? I wonder who would win bet- a fight between a predator and an alien? I don't yeah, know. Let's put them in a movie." That's exactly what happened. That, and you just described the entire eighties. Yeah. yeah, I wonder what would happen if Rocky fought Mister T. You know? I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, a vegetable gremlin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lightning gremlin. Um, anyway, so Friday the Thirteenth is good. But it is not great. And honestly, of the three, it feels like the lowest budget. I don't know if it was the lowest budget. It feels very low budget. It feels kind of cheesy. And some of the acting is atrocious. I mean, especially the main girl with the bad haircut. What's her name? Is it Annie? I don't know. Uh, The girl who's last. Um, She is a terrible actress. Absolutely terrible. But the the atmosphere of the movie itself i loved it really put me in put, puts me in the halloween spirit like the the creepy rainy night secluded on a campground and you're getting these pov shots of the killer going around and killing people i thought was brilliant i loved all that and spoiler alert for friday the 13th going into this movie i knew that the killer was jason Voorhees. he's one of the famous slasher killers I had no idea that he's not even the killer in that first movie. No. That all comes from the sequels. Yeah. So that was actually a twist to me, is yeah. that the killer is his mom, and she's just crazy. Oh, it was a, it was a twist to everybody who saw yeah. him. I mean, it was like, I, yeah. I thought that was brilliant. I thought, yeah. that, wow, that's awesome. And it's a secret that has held the test of time. Because yeah. you had no idea. And the reason, the only reason it's still a secret is because the sequels make him the actual killer. Yeah. The sequels abandon all that. So when you think of the franchise, you think of Jason Voorhees with a hockey mask killing people. Yeah. There's no hockey mask in this entire movie. Yeah. Not a single hockey mask. Uh, and there's no Jason Voorhees until, except for the thing that might have just been a vision where he jumps out of the lake. Yeah. That was just in her head. Uh, proto Jason. Proto Jason. There's no Jason. That's yeah. just his mother killing people yeah. because she doesn't want the camp to open. And I think that is such a cool. Tw- I I don't know. I love that. That upped the movie to a whole other caliber for me. Also, the arrow going through Kevin Bacon's neck is classic. Uh, that scene got me. Uh, what do you guys think about Friday the Thirteenth? Um, I, I forgot watching- Kevin Bacon was in that movie. Yeah. 
Um, I remember watching it. I watched a lot of horror as a kid. Um, I remember this being one of the ones I would watch over at my aunt's house. Um, I remember thinking it was all right, but I also remember all of those low budget slasher movies, horror movies, B horror movies had just a lot of nudity. And so this did have some. Yeah. And so I just remember uh, having to leave the room and deciding not to come back Uh because that's not where the PS2 is at. So (laughs) (laughs) I could, I really, it's been so long since I've seen it. I remember shots. I remember, I know the gist. I've heard about it, read about it, seen clips in the time being since then. So I get it, but also I don't plan on going back and watching. Yeah, it's worth it. It's, Honestly, to me, it's a three. It's a three star movie. Three out of five yeah. stars. It's, uh, it's all right. Um, uh, I liked the twist. I like the bait and switch they do, where Jay, where the killer. You don't know who the killer is, but the killer drives the exact same make and model car as the campground owner. Mm. And so early on, you see the killer kill someone. They pick up a hitchhiker and kill them. One of the people who's going to work there, and uh, you see their car but not their face. And then later you see the guy who owns the camp and he drives the same car. So you think maybe he's a killer, but they do a bait and switch on you. They just happen to drive the same car. That was cool. Uh, it was nice and creepy. Uh, yeah. I don't have many thoughts other than that. It was just, it's a good, it's a not good. It's a okay, solid slasher movie. And the sequels are probably terrible, but I haven't seen them. Well, <clears throat> that's good. I remember it uh, when it came out as sort of being a genre, genre twister, you know, because yeah, it was uh, the setting, and of course, it it dealt with the same kind of things that Halloween dealt with. However, it was uh, being set in a campground that was isolated, so that you knew that there wasn't any help coming for anybody, and so it was. It felt like these people were all on their own, and so once you have a killer on the loose, what are you supposed to do out in the middle of a campground when nobody's there? And so that setting made it what it was. I think that's what made it such a popular. Uh, horror movie being out in the woods and in the campground by this lake it hadn't been done a lot before there have been other campground horrors since then but that was sort of one of the first times it had been that was the best part of the movie to me was that that campground nighttime raininess really really Mm -hmm. got me that was very creepy just the atmosphere so yeah and the twist Uh, was nice too yeah Uh, i mean you know so again the story like i said it drove it uh, the the story in the background of the fact that this is a mom getting revenge for her kid who died, right? Yes. yes. So, um, so that brings us to my favorite slasher movie, and what I think is of the three big franchises is the best, the best one. And again, I've only seen the first one, not the sequels. Um, one of the few supernatural slasher movies, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah which I think improves on the tropes of Halloween and Friday the 13th and others, um, but makes them way cooler because one, he's a demon creature. He's a guy, he's a kid who died in a fire, yeah. but he haunts people in their dreams. He kills you in your dreams. And there are uh, established rules to what he can and cannot do that the movie is framed within. So you have this whole setup of, uh, a supernatural killer that can kill you in your dreams and it that opens the door for a lot more of just cool stylistic choices you can make as a filmmaker i would agree i would say of of the original kind of old school movies i would say it's my favorite as well um i would even say that the remake with um mara one of the mara people girls i don't remember 
Is that one the one called Wes Craven's New Nightmare? Or is that something else? No, it's just uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. What is Wes yeah. Craven's New Nightmare? Couldn't tell you. Okay. Um, but even the remake wasn't bad at all. And I, I thought it was really cool to be able to bring... It was one of the few instances of a reboot with modern technology actually coming across as pretty decent. Um, because again, like the original idea of that really allows for you to be really creative with how you display a lot of what's happening. I mean, like people are getting murdered in their sleep, in their dreams. How do you, how do you display that? What's happening? And so getting to see that with a little more updated vision and like, Oh, the guy's asleep. He's freaking out. He got split in half magically. It's like, Oh yeah. Kind of neat. It was kind of solid. I don't think it was necessary, but I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't seen the remake, um, but I have seen the original. And one thing that I, so a few positives first, I love the premise. I think he's the, he's one of the best villains of a slasher movie. Um, I love the dream sequences and the surrealness of some of it. I love that one shot when it comes through the wall because it's yeah. a sheet pulled thin, you know, pulled tight. Um, that's a great practical effect. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that really kills me about this movie is the ending doesn't stick the landing because it doesn't seem to follow the rules they've set up so strictly of like, here's how we can kill him. You know, here's how we can kill uh, Freddy. Um, here's what he can and can't do. And then the ending, you don't even know what actually happened or what is real, which is fine. But I think you really start to lose track of things when, at the point when they think they kill him and they're still in the dream. Uh, from yeah. that point on, it's hard to even know what is happening. And so there's not really any stakes anymore. Because uh, even once they finally get to the end, they're still in the dream, you know. Yeah. Which is cool in itself, but I remember thinking at some point you need to actually bring it back to reality and show us what happened. Yeah. But that never happens. I want to say that's the same trick they pulled in the new one as well. Really? Um, but I, I don't recall. I also love the obvious dummy that he pulls through the door window at the end in the last shot. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Dad, what do you think about Nightmare on Elm Street? Well, I think that, again, it's the story that makes it worthwhile to watch. I, I, I really liked it. Uh, again, the sequels got a little stupid, but they were more watchable than the other sequels because of the dream sequence. The idea that, you know, we talked about in a previous episode about not knowing what was real and what wasn't, that's what yeah. makes it creepy. And so they kept doing that, right, with different protagonists, not knowing what was real and what wasn't. So you didn't know, am I dead? Am I not dead? Should I be dying? You know, all that kind of stuff. So it was freaky. Uh, but they had that in the first movie, but they also had the backstory, which sort of drove it. Why was he doing this to all these kids, right? You find out, you know, that he's getting revenge on all the uh, kids of the parents who burned him to death when he was alive. Right, right. And so yeah. that was the story backline that helped me get through the movie and give it some substance. So it was kind of cool yeah. uh, knowing that story. Uh, and and then the extra dream sequences kind of adds to it. That's what the other ones didn't have was the fact that you were inside these people's heads and you didn't know what was going on if they were really. And even though they sort of, as I remember, when they would do the dream sequence, sometimes things would get kind of floaty. I don't yeah. know if you noticed that in some of those, but it was still kind of cool. So I liked him. I liked him. Yeah. Um, 
Um, I remember seeing a scene. I want to say it was from Dream Warriors. Was that three or four? Nightmare on Elm Street, three or four. Um, uh, I will say they get more creative as the movies go on um, because the scene involved them, and it's in a dream. He can do whatever he wants. Kruger can do whatever he wants. Um, the victims uh, were hanging around, and Freddy Krueger pulls out the veins from their arms and their legs, and he puppets them around. And it makes me want to throw up. I I've just seen, thought I, I would want to add that. <laughs> <laughs> I've also seen that scene. And I, I, uh, I, from what I know about the sequels, and I, again, I've seen sequels to none of these. Yeah. From what I know about the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels is that they are by far the best and most or most entertaining sequels of any of the three franchises. Yeah. I think most people think that even though Halloween is like probably the most iconic and best of the yeah. as far as just a film the sequels are the worst of yeah. of the three and I, most people i've talked to like the nightmare on elm street sequels the best because they can be so creative and they can get weird with the dream sequences and they're not just doing the same thing over and over again yeah um i actually yeah. watched uh, nightmare on elm street i think it was five maybe it was five in the theater Really? Uh, later on in life before I saw the first ones, just because I didn't have anything to do. I don't know who I went with, but I said, sure, I'll go to that movie. And I remember one of my favorite things shouted out to me at the theater when, uh, when there was a girl walking naked in a dream, some guy shouts out, she's buck naked. And I was like, <laughs> I remember that. I'm like everybody heard it. It was laughing. This guy That's was all. like, yeah. <laughs> anyway. And I, that brought me to another point where, you know, if you're going to have a slasher film, you're going to have to have some nudity. I mean, that's a required element apparently. For some reason and it is. And apparently yeah. makes and it more watchable. <laughs> I guess so. And it's funny because in almost every slasher movie, that's another trope we didn't talk about, but if you have sex, you die. That's kind of a trope at this point. That is kind of it. Yeah. It, the it pure people survive. It happens. <laughs> exactly. And in uh that's literally the trope in um Friday the thirteenth. This is the very first scene you see is back in nineteen fifty eight. Yeah. And Jason kills a couple having sex in the barn. Um and then in the present day, the mother is killing the kids who sleep together. Um, yeah, if they even do, they even follow the same trope in the like the twenty like two thousand eight remake. Yeah, of Friday the Thirteenth. So at least they're consistent. They're, it's just a yeah. slasher trope at this point. Is if you yeah. have sex, you die, and it's kind of a horror movie trope as well, a whole. But... To be fair, in real life, if you have sex, you die. <laughs> That's true. True. Also, if you don't have sex, you die. You also die. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's a good point. That is a, a really popular trope. Um, before we move on, there's we should probably talk about Scream in a second, just because we're talking okay. about Scream. But before we do that, and uh, I want to talk about another movie that's not usually considered a slasher, but I think it's actually the first slasher movie. And if I had to pick, this would be, I think, the best movie out of any slasher movie, but I think it's the first one. It's the prototype, at least. Yeah. And that is Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I think that is a, I mean, that's one of my favorite movies. Um, and I think it's the prototype for the slasher genre. It's a little different because he's not coming after you. It's, she goes to You him. went to his place, right? Yes, you went to his place and he's just a serial killer. He's just uh, uh, insane. But it is interesting. I, I said this to Jill while we weren't recording. Uh, somebody pointed out to me that Psycho and Silence of the Lambs kind of parallel each other. They're, they're 30, over 30 years apart. Um, but they both are about serial killers who are cross-dressers, which is interesting, <laughs> but, um, 
And I wonder how much of that is intentional because um, you're kind of bookending the beginning and the end of the slasher era um, with right. those two movies. But Psycho um, is a movie that is very – now we look back on it and we almost see it as a very simple premise and very uh, predictable. Um, but at the time and even now for a lot of people – it is very subversive in the fact that it introduces this whole setup, this main character, this woman who's in these money troubles and they're, she's taking the money and she's got this love, this secret lover and she's trying to escape her boss and this whole drama that they set up um, in the first half hour. And then she gets to this motel and just gets murdered and it's out of nowhere. They kill the main character. You know what I mean? And then at that point, the whole movie's up in the air. Yeah. You have no idea what's going to happen next because they just killed the main character 30 minutes in or less. Yeah. And, uh, and, and there's, I don't remember how long in it happens and there's, they could go anywhere, anywhere from there. I'm going to have to rewatch that movie. Yeah. Have you watched Bates Motel? I, I have not. No, neither have I. I just cool. remember the, uh, his conversations with mother being very creepy. Yes. Yes. Considering very, who mother was yes, <laughs> and exactly. the condition of mother. <laughs> right. And well, that's the thing too, is uh, there's that kind of, that kind of parallel with Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs, where he also dresses up as a woman that's like an alternate personality and talks yeah, to himself. Right. It's just interesting. Um, but yeah, so Psycho, I love, I won't say much about it because we don't have to talk a ton about it. I will say that there is a scene in Psycho that gives me chills to this day. Like, Every time I see it, it gives me chills. And I don't know what it is about the way it's shot. It's just Hitchcock being able to do that. But it is so creepy and unsettling. And there's nothing supernatural about it, no special effects. It's just so well done. And it's the scene where the detective is coming up the stairs slowly. And then they once he gets almost <clears throat> to the top of the stairs, you get a shot from the top, from the ceiling, the corner where like the wall meets the ceiling. You're just seeing the staircase. And... On the right side of the frame is the door to a bedroom. And on the left side of the frame, he's coming up the stairs. And the door to the bedroom opens and mother comes out and wielding a knife, you know, running at him. And the, the Bernard Herman score starts playing. The de, 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 de. And she just, the way that mother uh, just walks, it's almost like speed walking, you know, when you see mom, like, white women speed walking. Um, it's like that kind of thing. Uh, speed walks across the landing and uh, just stabs him in the face. And of course there's that shot of him falling down the stairs, yeah. but it's actually for, to me, it's the shot of, of spoiler alert. If you had not seen psycho mother is Norman Bates uh, of Norman coming out of the room and the way he just walks straight to the detective and stabs him in the face, like no nonsense yeah. while you're just seeing a top down view with no camera movement. It gives me chills. It's so creepy. Well done. Yes. Yep. Any thoughts on Psycho before we mention Scream and quit? Well, uh, I was don't have any thoughts about Psycho, but I did want to point out a couple of other movies you may not have heard of. Yeah, go for it. That um, one was um, uh, The Fun House that was made in 19... Oh, cred. Where oh, was it made? Well, it's 1980s. I had it pulled up. I okay. saw this when I was. Oh, it's totally. Yeah. Did you find it? Yeah. Well, I mean, when was it made? It was 1981. 81. 81. It was around that time. I had just gotten a HBO at house and I could watch uh, movies, you know, at night. 
um, yeah. that maybe my parents didn't know about because I was only 11 years old. But that movie is actually quite creepy, and it's actually highly rated as a slasher film. Yeah, I mean, I need to so, I need to watch it because it's Toby Hooper. It's the same guy that did Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Poltergeist. Right. Yep. It was, so it was a well done movie. So and it and was creepy. Shells. Yeah, and toolbox murders. <laughs> Anyway, it's about the people that get killed at a carnival, so it's really cool. Hmm. So you put that in your fa- put that. That's one of my favorites, also. So that's in my top five of. I need to watch films. it. Is that a hair lip? It looks like it. Looks like it. And then the last time I'm gonna I'm gonna quit talking after this, but there's a movie called The Island. I told you this already. That had Michael Caine and David Warner in it. The opening scene of The Island in 1980 is just like a slasher film. It's not a slasher film. It's a pirate film. <laughs> but yeah. if you watch the opening scene, you'll be like, holy crap, what just happened? The guy gets an ax in the head. So it's really pretty uh, graphic for its time. Anyway. You know, the guy that made, uh, that made The Island is the same guy that directed Smile. I doubt it. <laughs> he he made a different movie called Smile from 1974. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Um, and Smile from 1975. Let's look at its reviews. Reception. Oh, wow. It has an approval rating of 100%. Wow, really? Yeah, only based on 17 critics, but that's still impressive. Oh, hey. So whatever. Hey, 100%, I'll take any time of the day. Good job. That's an A+. Plus. Right. I, um, think, I think you could make the argument that The Shining is a slasher movie by way of... <laughs> supernatural yes you could you could but the, the difference is that the slasher is internal and not external he's <laughs> yeah, internal yeah. the family unit well unit. Te- okay i guess technically then you could call alien a slasher movie yeah uh, because uh yeah because he's, he's got sl- a knife yeah. on his head. and uh you could, call, you could call the thing a slasher movie <laughs> yeah and you could call uh you could technically okay correct me if i'm wrong okay Okay. But you could call Citizen Kane a slasher movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So is there anything that's not a slasher movie is the question. Um, mad, 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 mad world is not a slasher movie. Birth uh, there are nation, no knives maybe. in that movie. Birth of a nation, yeah. And <laughs> mad, 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 mad world. All right. Before we, before we quit, are there any other movies besides Scream we need to talk about? All right. So you Scream, want to talk about I Know What You Did Last Summer? I have not seen that. No. Okay, then don't talk about it. <laughs> Joe says no. Okay. Well, uh, Scream is uh, – what What year did that come out? Two, uh, was that 90, 90s? Seven? Hold on. I got uh, it. Hold up. Scream. Scream. 1996. 1996. Yep. 96. And, Wes uh, directed by – yes, directed by Wes Craven, who Wes famously Craven. made Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. And the weird thing about Scream, I just want to talk about it for this reason – it was directed by Wes Craven, and it was meant to be a parody of his own work. It's a yeah. parody of slasher movies. It's not meant to be serious. Yeah. It's a, a a parody of – he made one of the most famous slasher movies ever, and now he's parodying slasher movies yeah. with Scream. Oh, uh, by the way, let me let me say this real quick, jump in, because you talked about this already. Yeah. In the, on the uh, website I'm talking about, it's describing the movie, and it says – with the birth of the ghost face killer, Craven took audiences on a journey through horror flick fandom, making all too common tricks of the trade a staple for survival. Colon, sex equals death, comma, don't drink or do drugs, comma, never say I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the whole that, sex equals death thing. Do you think that's <laughs> interesting that slasher movies also coincide with Nancy Reagan and just say no? 
Ooh, as an era. Wow, maybe you should write a paper on that. Maybe you so. think he's a narc like she is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, anyway, go it's ahead. also really it's really fun to see him continue that as the screen movies go on, because like all the intros have a specific trope they're playing into. And I think it was like Scream 3 or something. It's girls like girls at a sleepover watching Scream 4. <laughs> and I want to say Kristen Bell is one of the girls and then yeah. like leans over and stabs one of the other girls. And it's like, oh, Scream 4. But. Yeah, that's funny. I like the fact that they it's it's just a really funny idea to take one of the most famous slasher horror movie directors decides to make a satire work of his own art. Yeah. In such it, a serious tone to the point where people were like, it's serious enough to make another satire. Yeah. Off of those movies. Literally. Well, that's is, the weird thing is that it's a satire of of that whole genre. But it was taken seriously because it's not over the top. It's not like an airplane or something. That yeah, kind of satire. it's not like it's, it's not scary movie. Scary movie, no. is scary movie. Well, and that's the thing is, scary movie <laughs> is a sat- scary movie is a satire of Scream. Yeah, which is a, it's like the people who made scary movie missed the point and and you know, yes. but they, they didn't they really. Didn't, they didn't get the joke. They didn't get yes. the joke, so they thought exactly. well, let's make it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, but it was already kind of. It, I maybe parody is the wrong word, but it's like it's intended to just be distilling all those tropes into one yeah. movie that's over the top. Um, and so that's well, what he did he not intend for that movie to be taken seriously. Right, he didn't. It was supposed to be a tongue in cheek slasher movie. Is what it was. Exactly. Made a difference. It's like the Army of Darkness of slasher movies is what it was right. supposed to be. Yeah, now that's a good example. And that's yeah, what no, made it so popular at the time because nothing had been done like that. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Now they both have TV shows. They both, yeah, they both have TV shows, literally. Okay. So that, that is an interesting comparison. But um, another thing is that it kind of reinvigorated the slasher genre um, and made them. I don't know if that's again. a good thing. No, because what we got out of that was <laughs> what we got was like the Rob Zombie Halloween and crap like yes. that, like stupid yeah. reboots. And sequels <laughs> like, that don't do that. Read. No, um, so I'm, that's, I'm kind of of the opinion that slasher movies have had their time. Now let's do yes. something else. Yeah. I agree. I think I think that they is a very specific genre that doesn't need to be overdone because you can't do much with it. Yeah, I think it played perfectly well into the era that they were happening in. Yeah, I think after I after ninety one, I think there was no reason to ever <laughs> yeah. make another one. Yeah, Mm-mm. um, man, I had something else I was going to say uh, related to Scream, and I can't remember Scary what it was. Scary movie. It might It'll take all night to think about it because you can just take this out and post editing. That's true. We're only fifty minutes. <laughs> yeah, we're almost an hour into this. Episode. Um, this is a long podcast. This is people this aren't going to listen to the whole thing. That's usually what happens when we do a an episode over like a general topic instead yeah, right. of a specific movie. Hey, thanks, Preston and Colin and Paul for listening. Yes, thank you guys. You know what's funny is uh, we actually get a lot more listens than that per episode. Like yeah. we get quite a few, but they're not the kind of people that call in. But they should be. They should be the kind of people that call nine. Oh, yeah, what's that number? Nine one eight two six eight six three three seven. You should call and leave a voicemail and you'll be on the show. Um, you should also leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And you should go to zephfoster.com slash podcast to buy merchandise. The other thing you should do if you're going to watch a slasher movie is uh, maybe if you don't want to go back and watch all the classics, just watch Scream to get an idea of what all the, what all the tropes are. And then watch Scary Movie to know what the tropes of the tropes are. 
Or if you wanted to be really nice to your listeners, you could just give them a short list of movies they should watch and they will get all the slasher fill they need. Well, then Halloween, yep. Friday the 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, yep. uh, Psycho, Psycho, and Scream. Those five? Sure. Yeah. And I would say you, yeah, you don't even have to watch. And then Funhouse. Uh, my recommendation, the Funhouse. Yeah. And I would <laughs> say if you're, if you're only going to watch one, even though it's not my favorite, even though Nightmare on Elm Street is my favorite, if you're just going to watch a sl- one slasher movie, watch Halloween. Yeah. I don't think. Yes, Halloween. You got to watch Halloween. Yeah. That's the man. Um, I mean, that's the movie. That's the movie. That's the man. Uh, and then. <laughs> um, well, I was uh, thinking about Carpenter. <laughs> yes, he is the man. Um, and he should make a Dead Space movie. He is the movie. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember what I was going to say about Scream that I was trying to think of. Uh, so I'll just leave it. Any any last thoughts, guys, on, on slasher movies? No, this has been great. Thank you. I'd love to come back on and talk about just your favorite scary movies. Okay, oh, that would will. be cool. We will. Since we it's did- spooktober, but... Yes, we, we did one last year that was just kind of general horror movies, but we didn't go too in-depth on anything, so we should do another one. Um, and we also need to do a Big Trouble in Little China episode soon. Yeah, I have to rewatch that movie, though, because I yeah. want to make sure I remember all the parts. Okay. It is the best movie ever made. I don't know if you knew that. I, I know that I know that you believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's one of the – I think it's in the top 25. I think it's up there. Wow. Wow. Okay. Whatever. I think that it's the the <laughs> third best John Carpenter movie. Wow. Okay. Can you guess what two I have in front of it? Well, I know you have the thing in front of it. Yep. Oh, and you have uh, In the Mouth of Madness. Actually, no. I have They oh. Live. Oh, They Live. I forgot about They Live. You have that ahead of In the Mouth of Madness? Wow. I do. And in the mouth of madness is a much scarier movie. It it genuinely scares me, but uh, they live is just hilarious. (laughs) It is. It is is funny. It's very creative. Yeah. Yes. Roddy, Roddy. All right. All right, guys. Well, um, always remember to lock your doors or else a guy with a generic first name, like Fred or Jason or Michael might get you. (laughs) Yes. And don't ever say you'll be right back. Never say that. Never say that before you go to the basement. Yeah. What if they had, what if their names adjusted to the times? So like, oh, Blaze is going to come get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Derek. Oh no, the, the, the killer thyroid is going to come get us. That's going to be like 15 years from now. There's going to be names like, like spleen and thyroid. Wow. I don't think so, but okay. Wait till you meet your grandson. Oh, really? Wow. Thank you for letting me know now (laughs) to save this podcast. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed and have a spooky spooktober. Goodbye.